Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Ludicrous Speed. And I'm not talking about the movie Spaceballs. I am talking about the wonderful Tesla Model S. Good friend of mine just got back from where he picked up a Tesla down in North Carolina. Drove it all the way back. It was a used one. He had spent many weeks looking for the exact model with the exact features. This one in particular was a used one built at a time where with the car came unlimited supercharging for life. They're very, very, very hard to find. But for the lifetime of this car, whoever owns it, you plug in to a Tesla supercharger, it is free. And he found one and he drove it back and he'd been home for a while. He'd just been up in Chicago and I'd been traveling around and he'd said he was going to give me a ride and I wanted one. So this morning I had to drop my car off at the car shop to get some work done and he was kind enough to pick me up. We headed out from Midas out to the bypass going around my town. He was like, you want a little ludicrous speed? And he floored that car, and I thought my eyeballs were going to pop out the back of my head. You've, trust me, unless you've been in one, you've never experienced anything like it. I, I've been in some fast cars. I've been in some super high-end Porsches. have an old friend of mine that was a race car driver, was in the Indy 500, has a Ferrari. He took me in that Ferrari and drove it like a race car driver. And that was probably the most impressive car ride I've ever been on. And it wasn't even close to what this Tesla was like. At one point, we get an on-ramp going onto the bypass, and there were no cars around, and we're just stopped. And he says, you know, count me down. And I go, three, two, one. And he has it in ludicrous mode. you got to click it on the screen. And he floors that thing, and I mean, boom, you are back in the seat. That car is sticky, as you can imagine. No tire spin, no waver, and that car is going perfectly straight. All four wheels are pulling. When I say you feel like your eyeballs are going back in your head, they do. I mean, it's like a jet getting shot off an aircraft carrier. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then you hit the road and you're cruising and you look down and you're going like 100 miles an hour and that thing is silent. You know, there's no exhaust noise. There's no engine. He's showing me around the car, lifts the hood. There's a little spout you pop up for the windshield wiper fluid. Only fluid in the car. Unbelievable. Seriously, you ever get a chance to ride on one? It'd be worth paying somebody to ride on one. It is more fun than a roller coaster ride. But then I thought about the practical aspect of it. I mean, that, 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 those are getting 400-mile range now. They have, some, they have a Tesla Sportster coming out with a 600-mile range. They've only been around for a few years. I mean, think about Tesla, what it's been around, six, seven, eight years. The normal automotive industry hasn't even really entered the game. What happens when they get serious about it? Can you imagine what the technology is going to be like five years from now, 10 years from now? It just blew my mind. And when we got done and he dropped me off and I got back to my office and I was thinking about it, all I could think was, my goodness, doesn't life change fast? 
doesn't life change fast? And you better be ready. Because there are a lot of people that look at things like electric cars and they still think that's like far off in the future. But I'm telling you, that Tesla Model S is more impressive than any gas-powered automobile you're ever going to get in. You can go pay 200 grand for a Porsche, that Tesla's going to beat it. You can go get the most fuel-efficient gas car you can find, and that same Tesla is going to beat it when you can fill it up at home with your home charger for 10 or 11 bucks. So you can keep your head in the sand. You can think that isn't the future, but my goodness, it's the future. And it's not 30 years down the road. I'm telling you, 5, 10 years, 10 years from now, gas car's gone. Unbelievable. They start making them for the masses. They get the battery costs down. There'd be no reason to have a gas car. I think about Midas today. You know, great place, great people there. I love my local Midas. But what what are they going to do when the gas cars are gone? What are a lot of people going to do? What are car dealers going to do? Anyway. Life changes fast. You know, it's one of the things I talk about in my leadership class is a leader. Leaders don't change just for the sake of change, but they acknowledge that it's happening and they open their mind to it. They don't keep their head in the sand. They open their mind to it. They accept that it happens and they're constantly scanning to go, what's changing? How do I respond to it? You know, because it's not just good to change for the sake of change, but if you, if you just say, you know what, my way is the best way, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And, and life's kind of the same way. You know, we get in our routines, we get in our habits, and we think, you know, this, this is the only way to do things. I was thinking about it today. I had a conversation with a hospital system, big hospital system somewhere in the country. And we were talking about mental health, the mental health of their workers, how they've been upended over the last year and a half, how... Before COVID happened, no one could have ever expected this. And even as it was going on, in the beginning, no one really understood how long it was going to last, what the impact was going to be. They spoke to me how people were having a hard time adjusting to it, how they were having a hard time changing. And what makes that difficult is if you're isolated, if you're alone, if you're not in a group, if you're not having the conversation, it's hard to see clearly. It's hard to be honest with yourself. It's hard to be aware when you're really being logical or you're really just being clouded by your own biases, by your own desire to want things not to change. And our conversation was about a meeting with all the people involved, leadership, frontline people, community people, to get them to look at this problem with fresh eyes. After COVID, when it comes to mental health, how are we going to take care of each other? And see, that's what you want to do. you got to have the same motivation, the same courage, the same humility to do what the people I was talking to on the phone were doing, which is we can do better. Things have changed. They're going to keep changing. And you know what's scary and fun and exhilarating is that typically when things change, they seem like they tip. They seem like all of a sudden, boom, it tips. But in reality, there's little ripples, there's little signs that it's coming. Great way to understand this is to read Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point. And he gives all these examples that to society at large, things happened really fast. But in reality, you know, that new shoe that's popular, you know, that new book or whatever, there were a lot of things done before that to lay the groundwork to lead to the point where all of a sudden it's an overnight sensation. That when life changes, okay, there's signs that it's coming, but when it ultimately tips, it tips fast, and you better be ready for the ride. There's going to be a lot of tipping. Man, that really hit me today. 
right in that Tesla. If you would have, before I did that, if you would have told me, man, you won't, you won't believe how close we are to electric cars being taken over and being affordable and having unlimited range. And not only that, if you ride in one, you're going to realize that, that no gas-powered car can compare to it. And I would have heard that, and I would have just kind of nodded my head and go, oh, that's cool. And I would have been intrigued by it and interested. But I wouldn't have appreciated how close we are to that tip. And then I got in that car, and I got slammed back into my seat. And his range was down to like 100 miles. And he said, oh, yeah, I can step over here in Myers. I got free supercharging. I'll be up to 80%, 250 mile range in like 15 minutes. Let's go get a drink. He's telling me that. And I'm just like, mind blown. Don't let your mind be blown. Our culture right now, the age we're living in, man, things are changing fast. Things are changing fast. Things are changing socially, spiritually, technology, all of it. That doesn't mean all change is good. But what it means is it's going to happen It's going to happen no matter what you do, and you got to be ready for it. Some change you want to embrace. Other change, you want to figure out, how do I keep it from happening? Other change, man, it's going to happen. What do I do to protect my family? Look what's happened in the Middle East. Look at how quickly Israel went from squabbling, fighting back and forth, kind of the status quo over the last few years, and then all of a sudden, boom, bombs are flying, people are fighting. You know, anyone that wants to put that back in the bottle nice and easy, it's not going to happen. It's going to take people on both sides looking at each other and saying things have changed quickly. What do we do to adapt? What do we do to make this stop? Look at children. Look at what they're exposed to. You know, as hard as it is to be a parent, hard as it is to be a parent, how does it compare being a parent, say, 30 years ago before the Internet? Before, if kids wanted to get in trouble, communicate with the wrong people, see the wrong things, they had to put forth a lot of effort, okay? A lot of effort. Now, it's at the flick of your thumb. The naughtiest, most vile, most evil things are a flick of your thumb. People that want to take advantage of your kids, people that want to influence you, they can get a hold of you. They can find you. Things have changed. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What's changed in your life? What's changed in your world? I think it's good to always take an inventory to make sure we're not falling victim to the trap of, I want things to be the way they've always been, so I'm just going to keep my head in the sand. And ask yourself, you know, when it comes to work, when it comes to family, when it comes to you personally, when it comes to your faith, when it comes to your church, when it comes to your community, what are things that are changing? How is that going to impact all of those? What do I do to adapt to it? What do I do to fight against it? What do I do to try to get other change? You know, if you want to be Paul Revere, you got to think that way. You know, one of the things they talk about on the tipping point is, how there was another writer that day that no one's heard of him. And he did the same thing that Paul Revere did. But no one paid attention. Nobody listened. And it's because Paul Revere, long before he made that famous ride to say the British were coming, had done all these things to lay the groundwork, to build credibility, to know the people he was going to see, to be someone that when people heard him, they took him seriously. And then he has that fateful ride. He saves the day. And to this day, people know who Paul Revere is. Well, you want to take the same ride, whether it's for yourself, your family, at work. Take inventory. Be honest about how things are changing. Ask yourself, what am I going to do to adapt to it and move forward? Don't be caught off guard. 
Don't be caught in a home when the bombs are falling. Go, woe is me. What do I do? Have a plan. Know what you're going to do. The world is changing fast. All you got to do to be fully aware of that is take a ride in a Tesla. And you'll get smacked in the face with where we're going and how fast things change. And then take inventory. Look at your own world. Ask yourself honestly, how is it changing? How have I adapted? What have I done? And then make a plan and execute it. Don't just ride along in the stream and let it take you where it wants to go. Do something about it. So until next time, my friends, hopefully between now and then I'll get another ride in that Tesla. Maybe I'll even get to drive it myself. Wouldn't that be dangerous? But you're ready for change. You're willing to accept it happens to prepare yourself. You'll be better able to aim high, to ride like Paul Revere, whatever that may be, to spread your wings. The wind changes. You got to be ready. The weather changes. You got to be ready and keep your eyes on the things that matter because although things change, the things that matter are always important. Family, faith, community. And the better able you are to adjust, the better able you are to protect those things that matter and make sure you and the ones you love and your friends and all the things important to you are able to find peace, even of its at ludicrous speed. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit to The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. Smell the grass to do the tree.